Have you ever heard of the Sowden House? It's an unusual-looking residence located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles near Hollywood. Lloyd Wright, the son of architect Frank Lloyd Wright, designed the Mayan-style home for John and Ruth Sowden in 1926. Decades later, this unusual home was tied to one of America's most gruesome and unsolved murders. Does the Sowden House have a connection to the Black Dahlia case? What other horrifying secrets might this place hold? Welcome to Nightmare Houses. John Jack Joseph Sowden was born in Burlington, Iowa on March 26, 1898 to Frank and Ella Sowden and was from a working-class family. He attended school and served in World War I, only serving the last few months of 1918. Ruth Gear Rand was also born in Burlington, Iowa on December 13, 1900, and came from a well-to-do family. Her father was a wealthy lumber merchant, and the family had live-in servants, and she was accustomed to a privileged life. Ruth attended boarding school at Miss Bennett School for Girls in Millbrook, New York, where she was quite popular. It's unclear how John and Ruth met or how they knew each other coming from different social circles, but they married in April of 1920 in Iowa. Following their wedding, they promptly moved to California. In 1921, their first and only child, a daughter named Donna, was born. In a short time, the couple moved to Los Angeles, where they quickly became well-connected to the artist community in Hollywood. Soudan's professional career is little known, but he appears to have been an artist, photographer, painter, and writer working in the film industry. Ruth was also an artist, working as a sculptor and an aspiring actress. They were known as heavy partiers and Hollywood socialites in the late 1920s. Working with Frank Lloyd Wright Jr., who designed sets for Paramount Studios in the 1920s, ensured John and Ruth Soudan's residence would be whimsical, mysterious, and theatrical. Soudan was friends with Wright, likely having met on a set design at one of the movie studios. In July 1926, plans were made to demolish the bungalow pre-existing on the lot to build the Soudan's dream home at what is now 5121 Franklin Avenue in the trendy neighborhood of Los Feliz. The couple envisioned it to be a modern, exotic, and bohemian playhouse for aspiring actors and the Hollywood elite, as well as themselves. The result of their vision with Lloyd Wright's design was a windowless main entrance below a mass of zigzagging blocks resembling an ancient Mayan pyramid that was strange and mysterious, complete with a stage and secret room. While unique and uncommon now, Mesoamerican architecture was trendy in the 1920s and 1930s in Southern California. The contractor for the home was W.W. W. Moore, and the textured concrete blocks, which make up the majority of the Structure were provided by the Chevy Chase staff and Stone Company. The original plan and construction was a simple rectangular plan, a 64 foot by 125 foot around a closed 22 foot by 68 foot court with a rectangular pool at the center. The primary building materials are reinforced concrete block and stucco over lathed sheet and wood frame. The exterior stucco finishes in a light brownish tone. The overall structure is nearly 6,000 
1,000 square feet. The home has a cave-like entrance with textured concrete blocks that starkly contrast the flat planar flanking surfaces. These textured blocks are repeated in the central court and most of the house. The primary entrance is controlled through a copper gate which has chevron-like plates on vertical bars. Once past this gate, a sharp right turn is made to go up the stairs with the main entrance to the living room at the top. The two largest rooms are at each end of the house, the living room at the front and the studio, which had a large stage at the rear of the building. All rooms open directly or through a corridor onto the center court. A 32-foot-long pool was in the courtyard center. In this pool was a pair of concrete block pylons forming a water organ. Colored stones filled the openings in the concrete blocks in the court. Long corridors flank the court, providing passage to the rear of the house and access to the other rooms opening off of them. The inner side of the corridor opens onto the court. Down the eastern corridor, opening to the right, is a master bedroom with a private bath, then a second, third, fourth, and fifth bedroom. A small dark room, a secret room, terminated at the corridor, wedged between the studio and the fifth bedroom. A small courtyard is located on the north side of the fifth bedroom and is accessible from it. A library was in the southwest corner of the house, adjacent to an opening from the living room. North of that room was the dining room, and the western corridor begins at the northern side of that room. Adjacent to the dining room was a pantry, followed by the kitchen and the screen porch, which serves as the side entry to the residence. The corridor continues past the servants' quarters to the garage. The servants' quarters had a hall paralleling the central passage and provided access to the two servants' rooms and a bath. There is a partially unfinished basement below the living room on the south and in the southern portion of the eastern wing. The reinforced concrete structure frames form the cathedral ceilings of the studio and living rooms. There is a small side door on the west side of the home, 2 feet 8 inches by 7 feet 8 inches. Casement windows were on the east side of the house, and double-hung and hopper-style windows were used, initially covered with trellis screens, on the east and west side of the house. Skylights provide light into some of the interior spaces, and large glass walls on the north and the south sides of the living room and the south side of the studio. Little is known regarding the Soudans' first few years in their unique and custom-built home, but they likely hosted many private parties and theatrical events with their inner circle. They were in their early 20s and seemed to have it all. The water fountain and pool were directly in front of the studio with the stage, and it would have been a stunning backdrop. There was also an area for seating in the courtyard. This unique house could also serve for photo shoots, something this residence seemed destined for. From the beginning, the 1926 Mayan-style home garnished much attention for its unusual appearance. But the relationship between the couple would deteriorate while residing in their new home in just a few short years. On January 3, 1930, Ruth Soudan filed her intention to marry David R. Barnett, a rancher and later a banker, officially divorcing John Soudan by the end of the month. Ruth never asked for alimony from Soudan and received possession of the house on Franklin Avenue. She married David Barnett there at the end of January 1930. Ruth, her new husband, and daughter Donna continued living there for nearly six more years. In March of 1933, a 6.4 earthquake in Long Beach caused some property damage to the interior fountain in the center courtyard, which was eventually filled in. By 1936, 
1926, Ruth, David, and Donna Barnett moved out of the Franklin Avenue house, and it was listed for sale. Advertisements called the place the unusual home of Laughlin Park, with 12 rooms and came partially furnished. Milton Edward Blazier Jr., a real estate broker, purchased the property in the fall of 1936. While Blazier purchased the unique residence, he did not intend to live there. His intentions were for commercial use, and he merely leased it out to local businesses. By this time, the Wright House on Franklin Avenue was becoming increasingly notorious for its unique architectural design, being called Hollywood's Edifice. But it was not a place that most people considered a nice place to live, with its imposing facade and gates. It was largely criticized negatively for its architectural style in that first decade. In 1937, Ethel Francis and her face rejuvenator, a beauty salon, opened at Franklin Avenue, but closed just two years later, by early 1939. In March 1939, the former residence was a professional training studio for theatrical students. The studio would eventually operate under the Puck Theater, or the Puck School, named after Harry Puck, a former producer at Paramount, where he leased the studio with several partners. In the summer of 1940, the students lived at the residence while attending the school, serving as a theatrical summer camp. The school continued to operate during World War II, but failed by the end of the war. In June 1944, the Puck School closed and the property was listed for sale again. By this time, the center courtyard pool had been filled in with concrete, was overgrown, and largely neglected. Also by the 1940s, some additional changes had been made to the original residence. Several of the entrance steps were removed from the street level with the widening of Franklin Avenue in the late 1940s. The planter box on the stairs on the street was removed, the pylons and pool removed in the center court, along with the fountain, and color stones were removed from a pierced concrete block. Other changes were also made in the kitchen and at least one of the bathrooms. In 1944, the property was briefly owned by Romaine Goldsmith, a longtime Hollywood stenographer and secretary. Goldsmith was well-known in Hollywood and had worked with Hollywood film director Wesley Ruggles in the 1920s and 1930s. She never married, nor had any children, and seemed very involved with her work, which appeared very secretive. It's unclear what she did with the residence, but she only owned it for one year and never lived there. In 1945, the house was sold to Dr. George Hill Hodel, where he intended to live with his growing family. George Hill Hodel Jr. was born on October 10, 1907, in Los Angeles, the only child of George Hodel and Esther Leov, who were of Russian-Jewish ancestry. His father was a successful real estate broker in Southern California. From an early age, George Hodel Jr. was known as an intelligent child and musical prodigy, receiving recognition before he was seven years old. George attended South Pasadena High School and graduated early, at age 15. From a young age, he was interested in the arts and architecture. In 1922, on his 15th birthday, Russian architect M. Alexander Zelenko built Hodel a new home for his present. Zelenko was friends with the Hodel family and built 6512 Walnut Hill, a Russian and Swiss-style residence, just for George Hodel Jr. His parents had commissioned the architect to build the boy a worthy home, which consisted of nine rooms and two oriental outdoor-style rooms. When George Hodel was 16, he entered the California Institute of Technology, Caltech, to continue his education. But his time at Caltech would be short-lived. Less than one year later, he was forced to leave the university, primarily due to a sex scandal involving a professor. 
professor's wife. This affair resulted in the woman getting pregnant, causing her marriage to fail, and George Hodel's relationship with her to end. The incident was kept somewhat quiet, and despite the trouble, Hodel continued his interests in the arts, his education, and women. During the early 1920s, he would dabble in the arts, primarily photography and poetry, before entering medical school. Starting in his teenage years, his main interests were in exploring surrealism and its darker side, as well as the decadence surrounding the art scene in Hollywood. Surrealism is a cultural and artistic movement that developed toward the end of World War I. Themes often feature the element of surprise, unexpected juxtapositions, and non-sequitur. From the 1920s onward, the movement spread around the globe, eventually affecting the visual arts, literature, film, and music of many countries countries and languages, as well as political thought and practice, philosophy, and social theory. The genre frequently utilized irrational themes of differing realities, bringing forward feelings that are often intensely erotic, unsettling, illogical, and even violent. About this time, he also became increasingly interested in sadomasochism and the debauchery of Marquis de Sade, a French aristocrat, politician, philosopher, and writer, famous for his libertine sexuality and his works on morality, crime, and punishment, particularly the rape and torture of women. He has become associated with the concept of sadism, which is named after him. Despite the scandal and outrage that his writing often caused, DeSade's work has held a fascination in liberal and libertine circles for generations. Like many in Hollywood, George Hodel was fond of hard partying, drinking, drugs, and especially womanizing. He was also interested in polygamy. He was friends with film director John Houston and deeply admired surrealist photographer Man Ray. By 1928, Hodel was in a common-law marriage with a woman named Amelia. They had one child together, a son named Duncan, who was born in March 1928. In 1932, Hodel graduated from Berkeley in pre-med. Around this time, he was legally married to Dorothy Anthony, a fashion model from San Francisco. On March 24, 1935, they had a daughter, Tamar. Immediately after graduating from Berkeley, he enrolled in medical school at the University of California, San Francisco, and received his medical degree in June 1936. On December 7, 1940, Hodel married Dorothy Harvey, the ex-wife of film director and his longtime friend, John Houston, in Mexico. They had several children together, Michael, born in July 1939, twins Stephen and John, born in November 1941, however, John passed away 13 days later, and then Kelly who was born in October 1942. He nicknamed his third wife Dorio to avoid confusion with his ex-wife Dorothy Anthony. His relationship with the women in his life was often volatile, but despite the multiple complicated relationships with women in his personal life, his career in the medical field was very successful. By 1945, he was in his late 30s and a physician specializing in venereal disease. He was a well-respected member of the Los Angeles community, particularly in the medical and university fields. His resume was impressive, and he was an attractive man at about six feet tall with dark hair and a mustache. He was successful in the medical community with a flourishing medical practice and serving as the head of the Los Angeles County's Social Hygiene Bureau. By all appearances, Dr. George Hodel was an incredibly gifted, intelligent man and a pillar of society with a keen interest
interest in Chinese culture and his medical practice, music, and the arts. He seemed to have it all and needed a house to suit his growing desires, and the iconic and imposing 1926 Mayan-style Wright House on Franklin Avenue was it. He promptly moved in with Dorio and their three young boys. His first wife and their son Duncan would also occasionally live there, along with ex-wife Dorothy Anthony and their teenage daughter Tamar. Hodel had his first brush with law enforcement in 1945 when he came under suspicion for murder following the death of his secretary, Ruth Spaulding. Ruth was a 27-year-old newly married woman when her suicide by a drug overdose occurred in May 1945. Hodel was there when she died and burned some of her papers before calling the police. Many believed Hodel murdered her to cover up his financial fraud, such as billing patients for tests that were never performed, and to protect valuable secrets he had obtained about police and politicians from patients receiving illegal abortions. There were also rumors that he worked as an illegal abortionist and performed abortions for both Hollywood's social elite and prostitutes impregnated by Los Angeles police officers, and Ruth may have been about to tell. At around this time, Hodel left briefly for China, where he worked with the United Nations Relief and Rehabilitation Administration just as police were getting close. He served in China for nearly 18 months. This means Hodel was away from his new home the end of 1945 until the fall of 1946. While he was never charged with anything, documents later revealed that Ruth Spaulding knew much about Hodel's dark side and the secrets he kept. Ultimately, the case was never ruled a homicide, and nothing ever came of Hodel being a suspect in her death. When Hodel returned to Los Angeles, he began hosting foreign young Asian female students at his home who were studying locally. In the summer of 1947, Chinese author Helena Ko was a house guest and wrote her fifth novel at the Franklin House. In the fall of that year, Hodel reported to police that a prowler had taken a 1,400-year-old Chinese sacrificial tablet that was valued at over $25,000. The tablet was described as an 11-inch ebony tablet with 40 Chinese characters inlaid with precious stones. He had collected many ancient artifacts and brought them to his home during his service in China. But Dr. George Hodel did not just live in his house with his lovers, his children, and displayed his collections. He also hosted exclusive parties there with many influential people in Los Angeles. The life he was living inside his home was anything but conventional. Hodel would live there with his wives and children in their house for the next two years, and the parties continued. He was also known to have many affairs with many different women around Los Angeles during this time. On the morning of January 15, 1947, the naked body of 22-year-old Elizabeth Short, a Massachusetts native, was found severed into two pieces at the waist on what was then a vacant lot on the west side of South Norton Avenue, midway between Coliseum Street and West 39th Street in the neighborhood of Lemert Park in Los Angeles, approximately seven and a half miles just south of 5121 Franklin Avenue. Elizabeth had been brutalized sexually and suffered gruesome mutilation to her face and body. Her body was cut in half at the waist, pieces of flesh were cut from her body, and her mouth was cut from ear to ear. The press quickly dubbed her the Black Dahlia, possibly a nickname she already had, or from the 1946 film noir, The Blue Dahlia. Reporters were first on the scene, which was one of the reasons the case earned significant publicity and prompted one of the most extensive investigations in the history of the Los Angeles Police Department. Still, they never had
had any clear leads on the murder in those first few years. But in October of 1949, George Hodel's life would be forever changed and for a moment expose the actual nightmare occurring within the home. By the summer of 1949, Tamar Hodel was 14 years old and a sophomore at Hollywood High School. She and her mother moved into his home that year. But in September 1949, Tamar ran away from his home and was finally reported missing by her father days later. Nearly a week later, she was found by the Hollywood police and taken in for evaluation and questioning. The young teen revealed she had run away from her father's house because he, along with many other men, had raped and abused her. Hodel was quickly picked up and arrested by police for sexual perversion and incest in early October. Tamar also implicated 19 other men, including another doctor, and at least 13 were questioned. It was, at least to the police, revealed what occurred at Hodel's wild parties, naming one in July 1949 that had been particularly bad. Tamar told officers her father forced her to perform oral sex on him, Man Ray had taken nude photos of her as a child, and she had been pistol-whipped, beaten, and regularly supplied with drugs and alcohol. Tamar also alleged she believed her father killed Elizabeth Short in early 1947. She described how her father was obsessed with sex, violence, and women, and began molesting her when she was 11. He was described as being a ringleader of sex parties and promiscuities involving not only his children, but other young adults. It was also revealed that one of Dr. Hodel's cohorts performed an abortion on Tamar. When police searched his home, they found and seized many pornographic art objects and highly questionable photographs, possibly the ones Man Ray had taken of Tamar as a child. George Hodel attempted to delay the case, but it went to trial just a short time later. Hodel's defense team, led by renowned lawyer Jerry Geisler, portrayed the teenage girl as mentally unstable and smeared her as a pathological liar. It worked. By the end of December 1949, Hodel was declared not guilty by a jury in Superior Court and was acquitted of the charge. It took the jury less than eight hours before they reached their verdict. However, Hodel came to police attention as a suspect in the Elizabeth Short murder in 1949 following the sexual abuse trial and the revelations made by Tamar. Hodel's medical degree also aroused suspicion of the police, given the hypothesis that whoever bisected Short's body had some degree of surgical skill. At least eight witnesses claimed first-hand knowledge of a 1946 relationship between Short and Hodel, then back in Los Angeles from China. Considering him a suspect, police bugged his house for 40 days in early 1950 by putting microphones in the walls. What they would hear would confirm many rumors about his illicit activities. Hodel spoke of abortions and briberies to Los Angeles police officers, hinting he killed both Spalding and short and tried to make connections in the LA district attorney's office. They thought there was something fishy. Anyway, they may have figured it out. Killed her. Maybe I did kill my secretary. It was thought that Hodel could have known he was being listened to and tried to antagonize the police, knowing they could hear him, and many of the quotes are unclear. The LAPD later destroyed these recordings, but transcripts of the tapes survived. By April of the following year, Los Angeles police were ready to arrest Hodel for the murder of Short. Police were also trying to connect another murder to Hodel, that of Janine French, also known as the Lipstick Murder. That discovery occurred in February 1940. 
1937, only a month after finding Elizabeth Short. Hodel was also interviewed as a suspect in the nearby June 1949 murder of Louise Springer, the Green Twig murder. It's believed Hodel knew what the police had against him, and he fled first to Hawaii and then the Philippines three years later. Hodel sold his house in spring of 1950, just as the police were closing in. No charges were ever filed, and in the years that Hodel was in the Philippines, he became a successful businessman and millionaire. In August 1951, at age 16, Tamar gave birth to a daughter, Fauna, who was put up for adoption. It was believed George Hodel was the father of this child. The next owner of the residence was Helen Fitzpatrick, a Hollywood socialite who owned it for only one year, between 1950 and 1951. In 1951, Dr. and Mrs. Harold Mauser took ownership of the home and lived there for decades. Shortly after moving in, the new owners discovered pornography and photos of naked women hidden in the home, likely belonging to George Hodel. Dr. Mazur worked at Cedars Hospital and he and his wife would host many parties and gatherings at their iconic home. In 1969, the home was nominated for the National Register of Historic Places for Frank Lloyd Wright Jr.'s architectural significance and was officially on the U.S. National Register of Historic places since July 14, 1971. But by this period, many interior alterations had taken place, and there was noted spalling and damage done to many of the concrete textured blocks. Some of the lower stairs were removed to compensate for the widening of Franklin Avenue in the 1960s. In 1990, George Hodel moved back to San Francisco, married again, and died at age 91 in 1999. After Hodel's death, son Steve Hodel, a former LAPD homicide detective, started investigating his father as a possible suspect in the Elizabeth Short murder and has since written several books on the subject. He didn't know his father had been a suspect and knew little about his father's dark side until after his death in 1999. Steve Hodel lived at the Franklin house between 1945 and 1950 with his siblings and claimed that his father would harshly punish him and the other children with leather whips in the basement when he he lived there as a boy. What we know today about George Hodel and a possible connection between Elizabeth Short was not revealed to the public until 2003, when the full details of the investigation came to light, only when a George Hodel Black Dahlia file was discovered in the archives at the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. A September 2006 episode of Cold Case Files illustrates the reaction to Steve Hodel's hypothesis, as outlined in his first book, The Black Dahlia Avenger which had mixed thoughts in regarding the theory. Many of the Black Dahlia files were also discovered missing, including the audio recorded from Hodel's home. It's theorized that Hodel was blackmailing the corrupt LAPD in the 1940s to eliminate evidence that would implicate them. However, a file revealed that Hodel was officially named a suspect in the Dahlia murder. In 1930, John Soudan was no longer living at the residence. His life after his divorce seemed unstable. He was arrested with five other men for bootlegging in 1931. He moved around frequently in the 1930s, lived in Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York City, back in the hometown of Burlington, Iowa, and even spending some time in Austria in 1935 before returning to California. He would later work as a Hollywood set dresser, where he found himself in a bizarre and tragic situation in February 1941.
Lynn. His friend and known Hollywood musician Bruce Fletcher appeared to have committed suicide at Soudan's place after a night of heavy partying. Heavily intoxicated, Soudan found his friend in the car and, presuming he was merely passed out, carried him to bed. It wasn't until the next day that Soudan realized his friend was dead and called the police. Bruce Fletcher is now known as an early gay icon in the 20th century. But after that, Soudan seemingly drifted away, only resurfacing in the 1950s in San Francisco. The man after whom the iconic Mayan revival-style designed home on Franklin Avenue is named only lived there for less than four years in reality. John Soudan never remarried and died in the San Francisco hospital at about 8.30 p.m. on January 27, 1958, unsuccessful, penniless, and alone. But since it was built, the home has become a popular background for films starting at least in the 1990s that appeared in two scenes in L.A. Confidential from 1997. Other shooting locations include The Aviator, site for season six of America's Next Top Model, and has been featured in music videos. In January 2019, the TV network TNT simultaneously aired two companion productions. The first was a six-part limited TV miniseries titled I Am the Night, a fictionalized drama focusing on the life of Fauna Hodel and her discovery that her grandfather, Dr. George Hill Hodel, was the prime suspect in the Black Dahlia murder. However, in real life, Fauna Hodel never met George Hodel in person, though they had one phone conversation in which he informed Fauna that her mother Tamar was residing in Hawaii. The scenes for the series were shot on location at Dr. Hodel's former residence. The second project was an eight-part documentary podcast, Root of Evil, the true story of the Hodel family and the Black Dahlia, a Cadence 13 TNT production using archival audio and interviews with the Hodel family members. The podcast includes many of the actual investigative findings and linkage of Dr. George Hodel to the Black Dahlia murder, establishing that according to secret police records, he knew and had dated the victim in the 1940s. Both series incorrectly suggest that Fauna might be both the granddaughter and the daughter of Hodel. The Root of Evil producer Zach Levitt got a DNA analysis and a review of the results by one of the world's leading experts, which positively eliminated Dr. George Hodel as the biological father of Fauna Hodel. Since the revelations made by Stephen Hodel, the home has been at the center of many ghost investigations, including ghost adventures, ghost hunters, and BuzzFeed Unsolved. Professional ghost hunters have deemed the home evil and have claimed to capture both audio and video of of paranormal activity there. While there are no recorded deaths at 5121 Franklin Avenue, based on what we know today and the extreme levels of debauchery Odell and countless others engaged in, anything is possible. The house very well may be haunted. In 2013, a cadaver dog uncovered the faint smell of human remains at four points in the basement where Steve alleged his father murdered and bisected Elizabeth Short. Subsequent analysis of soil taken from the front and the back of the house contained numerous markers for a decompositional event and that this event had been human-specific. Believing a burial site might be located just off the Hodel property, requests for a search of adjacent grounds have been denied. While the results could be suggestive, the results of the decompositional event were dated anywhere between 20 and 100 years old, possibly dating back to the original owners, John and Ruth Soudan. The Soudan house is now connected to the Black Dog 
Dahlia murder thanks to the new evidence brought forward by the son of George Hodel, but for most of its existence, it was a discreet party house for the upper echelon of Hollywood society. The house was listed on the market for $1.5 million in 2001 and was purchased by designer, developer, and author Zorn Babbles for $1.2 million. Babbles stated the house was a wreck when he bought it and spent $1.6 million on restorations. Some of his alterations drew criticism from preservationists and Lloyd Wright's son, Eric Lloyd Wright. In addition to restoring the deteriorating cement blocks, Babbles converted the three-room kitchen area into a large open kitchen, added new upscale bathrooms, and installed a pool and spa in the central court. Independent filmmaker Bashar Shabib was hired to design the landscaping in and around the house. Upon viewing the renovations, Eric Lloyd Wright praised the new kitchen and the landscaping but he criticized the decision to install a pool and spa in the middle of the courtyard, feeling that it was a mistake to break up that outdoor space. The home has since been sold several times since the renovation. On June 21, 2022, the house was sold for over $6 million, while we don't know if Elizabeth Short ever stepped foot inside the now-iconic home. She did like to party, based on her mugshots for underage drinking, and she was known around town. At the time she went missing, she was down on her luck and homeless. Her last known whereabouts were at the Biltmore Hotel, possibly to meet a man on January 9th, 1947. It's believed, based on her ligature marks, she was held captive and bound for at least 72 hours, where she was tortured. She died sometime in the late night of January 14th or the early morning hours of January 15th, and then was drained of her blood, severed, and her body scrubbed clean and moved to another location. Her dissected body was found by 10 a.m. on January 15th, obviously posed or staged, and had been killed at another location. Was George Hodel responsible for any of these crimes, and if so, did he act alone? Tamar Hodel, as well as other Hodel children and possibly others, very likely suffered horrific abuse while living there, but Tamar's claims were ultimately dismissed. She died in 2015. 5121 Franklin Avenue, now known today as the Soudan House, serves as a photogenic backdrop and the home can be rented for fundraisers, film shoots, and other exclusive events. For more information, please visit www.soudanhouse.com. The architectural features make this residence iconic and it is one of Lloyd Wright's most celebrated works in historic preservation and architectural communities. The overall design allows it to be a place to entertain and be entertained exclusively, secretly, and discreetly, just as it always has. Ultimately, we will never know what occurred within the walls of the Soudan House in the past. The 1947 murder of the 22-year-old Elizabeth Short remains unsolved. Today, the Soudan House is available to host private parties and functions, an architectural masterpiece still enjoyed only by society's most privileged. Thank you for listening to Nightmare Houses. For more information, including photos and references, please visit www nightmarehouses.com. Until next time, goodbye.